Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Well, there's two sides to the human brain, right? You have the left, the left brain, which is the logic center, and then you have the right brain, which is the emotional center. And if you looked at the body of work, the recent body of work of Carmelo Anthony, both sides of the brain would reach the conclusion that this is an impossibility that Oklahoma City would be able to trade Carmelo Anthony. And sure enough, that turned out to be erroneous compliments of the boobs who run the Atlanta Hawks, which I believe are still an NBA franchise, but barely an NBA franchise if you were out of the loop. If you decided, hey, it's All-Star Week in baseball, I'm taking the week off, and you weren't paying attention, then you likely did not hear the news that the, the big transaction, which is not official official, it's just official, it's got to be rubber stamp, but Oklahoma City has agreed in principle to get rid of the dead weight that is Carmelo Anthony to the Atlanta Hawks. And in return, now there's technically three parts to the trade, but there's really only two. There's only only really two. Uh, so the way the trade works, Anthony and his contract, expiring contract, go to Atlanta. The Thunder have to give a draft pick like three years down the line in 2022. It's protected from the, the lottery, so they don't give up a lottery pick. And in inbound to Oklahoma City will be guard Dennis Schroeder. 
His name is pronounced Schroeder. It looks like Schroeder, but it's pronounced Schroeder. He goes from Atlanta back to Oklahoma City. There was another player involved that was then flipped to the Philadelphia 76ers for another player I've never heard of. So not much to add to that. All right, so let's uh, let's discuss here Carmelo Anthony, who is going to have his entire contract bought out, bought out by the Atlanta Hawks. He will not play a game for the Atlanta Hawks, and Carmelo is going around telling people, surrogates of his, uh, through surrogates of his, we've learned that Carmelo intends to sign a contract to end any chance the Houston Rockets have of dethroning Golden State in the Western Conference. Carmelo will go in there and put that baby to bed, as they say. All right, so the question is, who won the trade? Let me tell you something. I'm going to go first. Okay. This is not just a win for Oklahoma City. This is a first-round knockout. You know those legendary stories of uh, back in his day, Mike Tyson, uh, and he'd go into the boxing ring, and they'd all this hype for a fight, you know, and go in there, and the fight would last about 20 seconds, and that's it. <laughs> See you later. Out of here. Tomato Can City. Playing the role of the tomato can, the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, my thoughts on this, you've got the sucker's paradise, the Trojan horse, and negligence. you got all of that, and we will tie it all together. Now, we'll begin with the fact that if you look at what Atlanta did. They were a co-conspirator in this. And to my knowledge, Sam Presti and the people in the front office for Oklahoma City, uh, they did not use a machete. They did not use a gun. There was no bow and arrow pointed at the head of the Atlanta front office that they went to Atlanta. They worked out in a very mature fashion a transaction. Atlanta was open-minded to it. And they completed the trade of Carmelo Anthony for Dennis Schroeder. Now, think about what this entails. This is a sucker's paradise. The Atlanta Hawks, what are they thinking? Are they blind, deaf, and dumb in the Atlanta Hawks? Now, look, I want to be very clear. I am not of the position that Dennis Schroeder is God's gift to the NBA. He averaged almost 20 points a game on a morbid Atlanta Hawks team. All right, so let's not let's not be naive to the fact that he's he's a marginal NBA player, doesn't shoot from the outside. Everyone wants people that can shoot from the outside. But he's young. He's been a starting guard in the NBA and he was there as a, a rotational player when Atlanta actually had a good team several years ago. And so I, I, I get it. Like they're, they're trying to sell this. Well, they wanted to make room for Trey Young. They want Trey Young to, to play, and they traded for Jeremy Lin, whose rotting carcass is still traveling around the NBA. So they wanted those guys to play, so they had to clear out some space. And so Schroeder ends up going, and he's got three years left on his contract for $15.5 million. Doesn't matter, right? This is a complete joke for the Atlanta Hawks. It is. You, you've given, in this sucker's paradise, you've given away something of value. Now, granted, this is not a Hall of Fame player. Uh, this is not uh, an all-NBA player. 
but you look like a bunch of country bumpkins that you gave them away for a protected draft pick, which could turn out to be a couple of second-round picks. This is like a dirty trick by Oklahoma City to pull this off, the old switcheroo on the Atlanta Hawks. And and then the other thing here, it is a win-win part two here for Oklahoma City. Now, what do I mean by that? They get rid of not just dead weight, okay? To say Carmelo Anthony is dead weight, I believe that would be an understatement. This is, in basketball terms, he is poison. He's poison, right? And and he's like the the, the Trojan horse, if you will, is how this is going to work for Oklahoma City in the end. Uh, Because you, you get rid of Carmelo, you unload him, Now he's Atlanta's problem, but Atlanta's just going to pay him a bunch of money, write a big giant check, and say, get out of here, go away. Uh, So Carmelo then becomes a free agent. He's then going to go to Houston, and that's where he works as a Trojan horse. That's where he brings down the Houston Rockets from the inside of the Rockets. Now, that's a a competitor of Oklahoma City. Now, do I think that either one of these teams is going to beat Golden State? No, I do not. But now Oklahoma City has improved their roster. This is called addition by subtraction, getting rid of Carmelo Anthony. And and Schroeder is just going to be a backup uh, in in Oklahoma. At least that's the the projection. So he will not be a starter. He'll be a backup, and he'll play a a good amount. But by Carmelo going to the Rockets, uh, you'll hear all the same things. Oh, no, it's going to be different. Carmelo's just going to fit in there. He has such a power when he goes to teams. His laziness, his sluggishness, it rubs off on everybody in the locker room, and and they start guys, you know, secondary player, they start playing lethargic, they start, and, and it's like the the Rockets, they don't understand what they've done. They've now gotten the booby prize, and, and they haven't gotten them yet, but they're about to. And and Daryl Morey, the smartest guy in the room, the GM of the Rockets, he's going to end up, you know, this is an obtuse situation here. They're a little slow to understand what's going on. And and then I want to, you know, the, the final point here. Now, in cahoots, that's what Atlanta was with with Oklahoma City. Now, technically, they're going to, the, the argument for the Hawks, as I mentioned, their argument is, hey, we needed space. We like Trey Young. We think Trey Young is going to be great. Uh, and, and we needed him to play. And, and we had Jeremy Lin. So Schroeder was no longer necessary, uh, which is understandable. And they're going to say, well, this is a salary cap. Dump for them too because they had to pay twenty seven point nine million for Carmelo Anthony, but Schroeder had three years left on his contract for forty five million dollars, uh, forty six million dollars, something like that. So they they end up by the time it's all done, the, the the Atlanta Hawks will say, "Hey, we saved some money," and Oklahoma City uh, they're saying, "Hey, we'll save some money too, right?" So we'll we'll save a little bit of money. So it was it was financially motivated. But to give away something that has value and to get nothing, nothing in return is basketball negligence is what it is. So, again, the Mallard Report card, as as you know, when it comes to trades, no one has better report cards than I do. The Mallard Report card for Oklahoma City, A++++. And for the Atlanta Hawks, D-. D-. Flush it away. All right. So the Ben Mather show on Fox, something we will not flush away would be our 
chit-chat with Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Judas Garcia writes right over there. Now, if Carmel Anthony goes to the Rockets or the Heat, as is expected. It's the Rockets. Okay. That's the team. He's telling people he's going to the Rockets. Either way, I think think it's probably the Rockets as well. Yes, it's the Rockets. Is there a circumstance where he could be an asset to them. No. No circumstance? No, Not if he sucks. goes there and says, yes. I'll come off the bench and just no. provide you a little offense here and there? Yeah. yeah the, I know he's not going to do that or want to do that. but Yeah. Well, you know the line here, and we've used it from time to time, do not yes. try to catch a falling knife. Okay? Oh, Carmella, that's not the line. Well, it's a, it's a. I can't just keep repeating yes, the falling. You, you I always do. I, I've, I'm trying to update. I've used. I'm now using Wall Street no. lines. That's a Wall Street That's line. That's a bad job by That's you. That's not a bad. It's one of your catchphrases. You got the boiling frog. Yes. And you got to have the, the falling star. star. You got to have you. that. Come on. But I'm trying to expand. I just no. can't keep repeating the same things over and over again. I can't. I mean, I don't do that. Anymore. I don't do the same bits every night. I'm not like that. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't. I I am nuanced here. We don't do the same thing every day of the week. That does not happen. No, but I like that. That one's good, too, though. Don't try to catch a falling knife. What happens if you try to catch a falling knife, Eddie? You get cut, and that's what the Rockets are going to get. And you don't try to get a falling star because it's going to fall on top of you. There you go. You happy? Uh, No, I feel a little unsatisfied. You'll be very satisfied soon because uh, yeah, there's uh, I've food. Heard. I've heard, yes. On. That's very true. Breaking the Maller fasting re- uh, regiment yes. to... Partake, and it's really uh, we're popping the cherry again. I know. Uh, I was uh, just going to say yeah. that Roberto is experiencing many firsts here on the Ben Maller yes. show, and uh, yes, this will be fat house. You were in for a treat, my friend. Our, yes. goal, our goal here is to make his <laughs> arteries look like now, our arteries, and to just tweak with his body yeah. to fill it up with the crap that we're eating. Well, now I have to I have to throw Roberto under the bus. Yeah, yeah. he's going to do that. Oh, right good. Yeah. Oh, he told me what he wanted from Fat Sal's. Was he going to get? He a was just going to just get a regular sandwich. What's What's wrong with that? No, 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 no. No, 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 Roberto. R- Roberto, <laughs> we're not we're not getting food from Subway, okay? We're getting are, are food you, from Fat Sal's. Are you, you understand? Yeah, Roberto. No, you don't. You you go. He for had the, a bunch of cold cuts the last couple of days, and his stomach hurts. Couple, oh, couple of days. Roberto. Coop had that for dinner. He's still having something. Come bad. on, man. Oh, man. No, you don't go. Whatever. Let me tell you something. The keto restaurant, and I learned this. I didn't learn this. Uh, you're around my age. You should know this by now. When you go to a restaurant, like if it's a uh, restaurant that has like burgers and you know it's you know Jim's Burger Shack, you don't get a corn dog. You get yeah. the burger, right? If you go to a taco place, you don't get the burrito. Whatever the place is known for, you get the signature item because <laughs> the other things aren't as good. This is fat sales. They're known for they stuff everything in the sandwich. It's awesome. It'll clog your entire intestinal <laughs> tract. It's wonderful. Coop, do you remember the first time we said we were getting fat sales and you showed me the menu and I said, is this for real? Yeah. <laughs> that's what, I, that's what so, I was thinking. There's, there's chicken fingers and- yeah, I was like, what? Uh, French, French fries. French fries. sandwich. Roberto goes, oh, you have like you have a stronger stomach than me. And he goes, you don't you don't get stomach aches? I was like, I get stomach aches. I just power through That's them. right. What like a it? real man. What was he like? <laughs> I, I, wanna, I like a ham and cheese. Is that what you're asking? Or a, a, a turkey and mayo? Yeah, or a Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, he's just going to get a Philly cheesesteak. Now, the Philly cheesesteak is not bad, but that's not the place you go to a Philly cheese. You don't go there for a Philly cheesesteak. You're wasting. But plus, by the time it gets transported here, it'll be ice cold. Who wants to eat a cold Philly cheesesteak? Nobody wants to do that. True. Now, right, for a limited time, they have the Philly Five, and these are like fat Philly cheesesteaks. So, well, when you include the word fat, obviously, that, that takes it to another level. Yes. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Well, you got to decide, Roberto, because we, we, the clock is a ticking here. 
So, <laughs> you know, we, we uh, obviously we worship I'll, this I'll place, place the order momentarily. All right. Very excited about it. We'll have a ticker tape parade when the sandwiches arrive. We will be throwing, uh, we'll be throwing confetti uh, when they walk through the hallway. It's going to be just wonderful, just absolutely wonderful. Uh, yes, exactly. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It was certainly one of the more unconventional moves of the basketball offseason, and it goes to the sorrowful Chicago Bulls. Uh, who clearly were desperate for anybody that has a pulse uh, with the game of basketball. So they went out and agreed to a contract with Jabari Parker, who's from Chicago. And we know the history of players from Chicago that go to the Bulls and do well is a very small list. Uh, So Jabari Parker, who he agreed to a contract. It was a two-year contract for $40 million. And now that wouldn't have been a problem if – Parker hadn't already undergone not one but two career-altering knee injuries and surgeries as a result. He's been in the NBA four years, and two of those seasons have ended with traumatic knee injuries. And so he's missed 145 regular season games in four years. Uh, He's missed almost two years of of game time because he's got defective injuries. Body parts, his knees, right? Cracked and broken and all that. Uh, so now he's with his hometown Chicago Bulls. And Jabari Parker, who is not a star, he's not. I mean, his lottery pick and all that, but he's not a star. Uh, Jabari Parker has already made headlines with his mouth. Uh, and I don't know if you, you saw this or not. I mean, you might have missed it. But he, he was introduced to the, to the media in, the, in Chicago on Thursday. But that was your standard by-the-book news conference, nonsense, sportscliche.com kind of stuff. It was what Jabari Parker revealed in a radio interview. That is what we need to micro-analyze. you got to take, take a deep dive on this. So Parker said he was asked about his defense, which he's not known for playing, and he said that in this radio interview, he said, you know, my defense is not a weakness. And the reason that my defense is not a weakness, he essentially, I'm paraphrasing here, is because nobody plays defense in the NBA. Now, just to prove I'm not making this up and just to prove that this actually happened, just like that email I got, if you were this last hour, from the Goblin King, who says, it says right here in my email, he worked at Panera Bread. He works at Panera Bread, the uh, ranch dressing email, which I stand by. Uh, But we'll get back to that later. Uh, I don't want to get sidetracked. So here is Jabari Parker of now of the Chicago Bulls, and he was asked about defense, and he he did the thing you're not supposed to do. He gave an honest answer. No, I just stick to my strengths, you know. Like, look at everybody in the league. They don't pay players to play defense. You know, there's only two people historically to play defense. You know, I'm not going to say that I won't, but to, to say that's a, a weakness is like saying that's everybody's weakness because I've scored 30s and 20s on a lot of guys who say they play defense. All right, so – Good phone connection by Jabari Parker, unless it wasn't. If you can make that out, he said, listen, there's only two people historically that play defense. I'm not going to say I won't play defense, but to say that's a weakness is like saying that's everybody's weakness. Uh, Parker continued later on. He said, no matter what you do, they still get that average, meaning that play player averages 20 points a game. They're going to get 20 points a game no matter what. Uh, and he said they pay people to score the ball in the NBA and he said he would hope that somebody scores the ball on me. If they, uh, if they pay them that much, they would score against him. All right, so let's discuss here. Let's unpack this. Now, the question 
Are you with or against Jabari Parker's position that essentially nobody plays defense in the NBA? And I think the bigger question here is that they don't pay for defense, that they don't pay for defense. And I am with – I think he's spot on here. And what happened was it sounded like he was a little tired. It sounded like he was a little, you know, a little out of it a little bit. Like he wasn't, he wasn't completely engaged. And so in a moment of weakness – he said the thing that he would have said if he had been talking to a friend, but not to the media. So my perspective on this, you've got hot dogs, the pocketbook, and razzle dazzle. And we will link all this together. Now, A, Jabari Park, he might play for the Chicago Bulls. But the fact that he said this, I love it. He's like a maverick, but not a Dallas maverick, like a real-life maverick here, that he would he would say this kind of stuff. You might say, well, who, it's not that big a deal. People know this. But the, the fact that he felt liberated enough in a moment of weakness to reveal the dirty little secret of the NBA, I think that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool here. And you're not supposed to talk about that. It's like one of those taboo things. It's like uh, you, know, you enjoy hot dogs during the summer, but you don't want to know how they make the hot dogs. You don't want to know. And you like chicken nuggets, but you don't want to know how they make the chicken nuggets. You just want to enjoy the chicken nuggets because they're really good, right? And and, and NBA defense, the idea of NBA defense is from the land of make-believe. You have to give the illusion. Here's how I perceive NBA defense. You have to give the illusion that you are working hard on the defensive side. It is the basketball version of sleight of hand. Performance art, if you will, for many players in the NBA – Uh, And you just have to make it seem to the person in the upper deck or the person watching on television that you're engaged, that you're hustling. And a lot of guys don't even do that. You know, there's a lot of players that just forget about it. Take plays off right and left. And B, for those supporters, and I've heard for some of this, the the mainstream basketball media types uh, that say, uh, you know, if NBA defense, uh, they, they believe in this idea that Jabari Parker is wrong, that players indeed do get paid to play defense, uh, I would play devil's advocate and say you're kidding yourself. Right? The reality is when it comes to a pure defensive player, that's the strength of their game, there is a glass ceiling for a defensive player. There is. Uh, and you know the, the proof is in the pudding or, more importantly, the pocketbook. Players that have a reputation of being mostly defensive stalwarts and I'm talking about players like Robert Covington of the Sixers, who was terrible offensively in the playoffs against the Celtics last year. DeJounte Murray of the Spurs. Marcus Smart of the Celtics. Andre Robertson of the Thunder. And there's Never heard of them. Well, I mean, well, you, some of them you heard of. You like basketball. But those guys, uh, they'll tussle, right? They're not going to back down, play defense, aggressive defense. And, and on a given night, they can, in theory, handca- handcuff a opposing player on defense. But if you look, Marcus Smart, he just agreed to a contract with Boston for $52 million. He is the breadwinner of that defensive-oriented group of players. He's 115th on the money list in the NBA. 115th. Robert Covington's 127th. Uh, Roberson is 130th. Murray, who's only a couple years in the NBA, he's 356th among the highest-paid players in the NBA. Now, some of that's good money. It's not top dollar money. And just to give you the comparison and why Jabari Parker is right, that they don't pay players to play defense, they pay them to play offense. James Harden, 
who has literally had a my pillow on the side of the court laying down while the Rockets are the other Rockets are supposedly going through the motions playing defense. James Harden, who consistently does this, he's making thirty million dollars a year, and that's before the Mega Max contract kicks in. He's gonna make forty two million dollars a season. And he never plays deep. Carmelo Anthony, who has served up a lot of dog food for multiple NBA franchises, but he can score $27.9 million, which the Atlanta Hawks are going to pay. He's the 15th highest-paid player in the NBA. How about DeMar DeRozan? He just got traded this week. DeMar DeRozan going from the uh, Toronto Raptors to San Antonio. He doesn't play defense. He, he has a a big contract, too. He's the 16th highest-paid player in the NBA. Do you see the difference here? There's a, you got guys that don't play defense that are offensive players that are in the top 20. You got guys that play defense and aren't really known for their offense, and not a single one of them in the top 110 players as far as money is concerned in the NBA. There's a clear divide here. There's an obvious divide. Now, the parting shot on this, the NBA does not – want players that are hyper-focused. They don't want the game of basketball to be all about defense. They don't, right? Why? Bad for business. Bad for business. The NBA, one of the darkest periods in my lifetime in the NBA was when they had coaches like Pat Riley with the Knicks and Mike Fratello with Cleveland, and and, and the, the game was horrible. The games were being played. Some of these games would end up in the 70s and the 60s on a regular basis. And they were trying to play the Princeton offense, which is hard to do when you have a 24-second shot clock. They couldn't shoot. Uh, the, the NBA guardians do not, they don't want the sport of basketball resembling current men's college basketball or, God forbid, the WNBA, which is a nightmare. So you got to have razzle-dazzle. you got to razzle-dazzle is offense. It's not defense. It's hammer dunks. It's raining down money balls. That's razzle-dazzle on offense. you got to have that. You know, basketball purists rant and rave and they celebrate great defense and they make these proclamations on social media. They call radio shows like this and talk about how wonderful it is. It is socially acceptable in the NBA to conserve energy, at least during the regular season, that you don't get into it, right? You don't get into it. You can back down a little bit for 82 games. Now, in the playoffs, typically that changes at least somewhat, right? You usually have to occasionally contest a shot, draw a charge, maybe put your hand out, deflect a basketball that's, uh, you know, dive on the court when it's loose and all that, you know, on the, on the court, recover the basketball, fighting for those 50-50 balls, as they say, all of that. You had to do those kind of things. But in the regular season, eh, not so much. And they certainly don't pay you. They don't pay you as much. They pay you a little bit. They don't pay as much if you're just an offensive player. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio as we press on here. We say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. <laughs> Judas Garcia's right over there hanging out. He's watching the British Open. I am actually, told yeah. to watch the Open. It's called the Open. But we like it. I, I'm an old school. I go British Open. I'm with you, but yeah. uh, orders are orders, so I will refer to it as both in, in my yeah. updates. To please, to please everyone, hopefully. And I see many people are still trying to prop up the rotting carcass of Tiger Woods. They're still trying to 
Well, he did have a decent first round. He's yeah. He had a better first round than a lot of players who are probably a lot better than him. But it's one round. And last time I checked, you have to play four rounds, so we'll see how Did anyone pick out. him in the PGA putt yesterday? No. Nobody no. did? Wow. No, but Roberto picked Ian Poulter, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he thought his name was Poultry. He wanted some chicken. Yeah. So he was like, I like chicken. I'm going to go with that. That's what I'm going to do. Now, Ben, I noticed we have a guest here uh, in the studio. We do. I saw. Yeah, look at that. I, I have not yet gone in and said hello yet. Why not? You're I, very well, rude. I've been stuffing my face with a sandwich, but uh, Making... Danny Danny G Radio yes. is here, fresh out of a hospital room. Uh, yes, and, uh, he's hanging out. We, with us here. We'll put him right back in the hospital as we've just. Uh, I think <laughs> oh. he's eating fat salves. I don't know if that's <laughs> well, doc- well, doctors I... advise that or not. But they do. Uh, many many medical professionals recommend that you eat. Uh, this sandwich, it, it'll, it'll push well, you. I think, it, it, I think you know it does have healing properties. No, it's good for business. It'll get you back in the hospital. That's I made sure to order the fat sal this time because it has brown gravy. And I figured that's comfort. Brown gravy's healing. How is that? I'm sandwich? sure the doctor yeah, would agree with you. It's very good. It's good. What else is on there? What, what uh, let's see. Uh, I have no idea. You don't I just know? stuffed it in my mouth. It's the first tasty thing I've had in like nine days. So. And um, you're not easing it back into it, are you? <laughs> you're jumping right to the deep end. Uh, well, the past couple of days on solids, it's been lots of fruits and vegetables and boring crap oh, like that. Who so wants to eat that? I know. So I figured, well, the, the cake benefactor said that I could bring in one last meal to the crew here since I wasn't able to be here with you guys as you ate my pizza last Friday. Oh, that's right. Friday. I forgot about that. Your yeah. pizza was good, though, Danny. We, yeah, I heard. We all enjoyed it. it Bunch wonderful. of jerks. <laughs> it, was, it was really solid. Are you all right, Danny? You, you, uh, you're healthy? You, you, you're good now? Clay Travis said you almost died. That's, is that true? <laughs> that's no, no, no I, embellishment? Yeah. You know, it is scary. When they're prepping you for anesthesia, and the, the two anesthesiologists are giving you their A, B, and C emergency plan. You know, and they're putting one of the caps on your head and they're wheeling you into surgery. Uh, it is a scary feeling. So, shouts out to all our listeners who are at hospitals. Well, and, don't, uh, don't they have to do that, like, legally, right? Legally, yeah, they have they to have do it. But it's still you. scary yeah, to yeah, hear yeah, them yeah, yeah. go through that with you. You know, you don't yeah. think you're going to die, but it's not cool to hear that. Yeah. So, uh, and I know we get calls once in a while from listeners at hospitals and oh, like our, time. like our guy, Paul. That's right. Paul yeah. has been in the hospital for a long time. Hey, and the first yeah. time you yelled at him cause you were hearing beeping in the background. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And then we figured out, <laughs> oh, oh, he's at a hospice. I, I would never do that. I would never, <laughs> yeah. I'm a classy individual. I would never yell at someone, sure stop the beeping. Wouldn't. Never yeah. do that. No. And, uh, turn down your beeping sound. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? you? The thing keeping you alive. Turn that off. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, thank you to our boss, Scott, and for and to Coop for covering uh, Clay's show the past week. Yeah. Uh, appreciate it, and I'll be back uh, Monday morning. Although I, I have to go in in a couple of weeks for one last procedure. Yeah. And then hopefully it'll be over with. And it's all water from here on out. No more soda in my life. Oh, Ooh, so there was, water. It was, de- it was dehydration. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Holding the pee too long sitting here at the uh, controls. Wow. That, that wasn't a good combination. Unfortunately. And then also drinking soda to stay awake. We always brag, Coop and I, oh, we don't drink, we don't drink coffee. None of us drink coffee. Yeah. But we live on Diet Dr. Pepper here in the studios. Uh, yeah. yeah, doctor said, uh, in very little moderation, if at all. And if you do drink soda, you have to wash it down with tons of water. Let me just point out for the potential advertiser, Dr. Pepper, we love Dr. Pepper. <laughs> oh, I'm still going to drink really it. really good, but we just got to, you know, everything, you can't do too much of anything. Yeah. 
Literally so have you, have you scared Coop off of the Dr. Pepper? I'm guessing no. I'm As I, one right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As I was telling Coop about it, he looked at me and he's like, you're my future. And he took a big gulp yeah, yeah. of it. <laughs> but no, this is actually good. So I, when I lost a bunch of weight a couple of years ago, I one of the main things I did was I got off the carbonated soda. I, yeah. I, I was like a double, triple, big gulp guy at 7-Eleven. I would go in there uh. and I would fill the thing up all the way and then- you know, I'd go around the store and then I'd drink <laughs> half of it. And then I'd go back and fill it up again before I would leave the store. Man. And I did that for years. Oh, but, for a while, they sold, they sold it in gallons at 7 yeah, Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, they yeah, had a yeah. one-gallon thing. Yeah. They still have it. Yeah. yeah. No, oh, I don't yeah. think, I don't think yeah. they have the one-gallon. No, they don't do that anymore. But, well, the but place I, I went into had one. No, I don't think it might not have been Seven Eleven, but <laughs> okay. Was, but, believe me. but yeah, so I, I I did that. But you actually lose weight because of this, because the uh, right, yeah, yeah because so. you're just flushing everything out with water. Yeah, I've been drinking thirteen to fourteen tall glasses of water every day. I, yeah, you're on I the Tom like, Brady diet, that man. Year. That's what Tom Brady does. Do you put electrolytes in the water? That's what yeah, Brady does. I, I feel like I've been swimming. I mean, I haven't had this much water since. Yeah, since I don't know when. So I have no knowledge of anything. You're exactly. on the TB12 diet. Do you have avocado ice cream? Do you have those? Uh, it's all about pliability, muscle pliability. That's the key, Dave. Yeah, new diet. So we'll we'll see if uh, I wind wind up getting ripped, and uh, probably not. But at least I won't die. So what else did they say you can't eat? It was just soda. Is that it? Uh, no, there's a, there's a list of things that you can eat that uh, is good for kidney function and yeah. things that you can eat that are bad for kidney function. What's the function, worst thing? Like Give everything. me the list because I need to know okay. just in case. So one, one thing I did not know, spinach is actually really bad for your kidney function. Good. I will not eat any spinach. <laughs> yeah, and in here, I've I got always, good kidneys then. <laughs> I put that on my sandwiches weekly thinking, oh, greens, that's good. And yeah. my doctor's like, uh, no, that's bad. All right, so no spinach. No spinach. What else? Anything else? Um, uh, uh, well, kid, you're listening to medical advice now <laughs> with Dr. Danny G. Right? One one thing to eat that's actually good for your kidneys, beans. Yeah, eh. I know. I'm not, eh. Yeah, I'm not a big fan either. Kidney beans? Well, barbecued beans, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Right. I'll, I'll give you the whole, I'll, I'll put the whole list on Twitter. Well, it's, I'm hey, sure well, it'll be entertaining. Well, you know, I'm on clo- I'm on time out, as you know, Danny, by the clock, four the clock, all about sure the Sure you are. So feel free to hang out, and you want if you just want to turn the mic on whenever and talk, you're more than welcome well, to Well, I'm going to hang out in a couple of things. I never yeah. got to officially train Roberto on a Friday show. Oh, he doesn't. So there were yeah, a couple, yeah. there's a couple of trademarks on Fridays, yeah. like that Sandstorm song yes, that right. he finally played last week, but generically. And then the last week, the last show of your week, every Friday, mm-hmm. as you ride off into the sunset, yeah. we've always played Lookout Weekend. So I'm going to teach Roberto those two okay. things before I leave. This is very exciting. Yeah. All right. Good. I'm glad you're here, Danny. Enjoy your sandwich. Is you, are yeah. you ever- and, and by the way, thank you to the Mallard Militia. Tons of love on Twitter as I was in the both different hospitals. And so it was kind of fun to be on my phone as the nurse looked at me. Yeah. Crooked eyed, like, get off your electronic device, please. Well, I didn't realize it was as bad as it was, Danny. Once I realized it was bad as it was, <laughs> no. I kept t- reaching out to you. Yeah, but I assumed this was fine, and then I Ben I, thought it was a joke, and then by day seven after the <laughs> surgery, he was like, "You had surgery?" And I said, "Yeah." Oh crap! I feel bad now. So well, no, because I didn't. What think- I found out is Ben's yeah. a jerk up until right the point where you're about to die, and then he's a nice guy. <laughs> well, I, I thought, oh, well, no, he's probably fine. He's just taking yeah. a couple days off, and then I was like, wait a minute, no, this is a big deal. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, it's Ben Maller Show on Fox right now. Though here we go, third degree time. It's Maller. How about yeah. that? To the third degree. Who said that? 
This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, here we go. Let's do it right now. Kubaluk. Ben, Major League Baseball hasn't had a full-time player manager since Pete Rose in the mid-'80s, but one player wants the challenge. Yadier Molina said that he would it would be his dream to be considered for the role of player manager with the Cardinals. Yeah. Ben, what do you think of this idea? Well, I actually like it, but it, you know, it's so unorthodox for modern baseball. As you mentioned, Pete Rose, I think the last year he did that was like 1988. Uh, then he got suspended in 1989, uh, something like that. But you know, it, it's not the norm, right? You know, now you you've got everyone typecast into into certain roles. You can't do more than one thing. Uh, but it's not going to happen. There's no chance the Cardinals are going to do this, and, and unless Yadier Molina retires. And I'll tell you why. A, managers are confidants of the front office. So Yadier Molina would have to cross the brotherhood of baseball, the, the fraternal order of the players' union, and have to be on the side of management even though he's still playing. And I, I get that he, as a cheating cardinal, he knows where all the top pine tar is that will you know, stick to your, you know, have the baseball stick to your catching gear and all that. He knows all those things. But it's just not reality. It's not real. I can see him managing the team, but not while he's still playing. And B, the Cardinals, I continue to maintain, they want Joe Girardi. They want someone who's got experience. They don't have as much anxiety when the person makes pitching changes and uses his bench. Uh, I believe there is a better chance that Fred Bird, the mascot, or one of the Budweiser Clydesdale horses manages the Cardinals than Yadier Molina as a player manager. It's just not in the realm of possibility until he retires as a player. Next! Now, a report on Wednesday said that the Atlanta Falcons have informed Julio Jones that they will not be restructuring his contract to give him a raise this season. Now, Jones has already skipped OTAs and minicamp because he wanted an update on his contract. Ben, Jones is under contract through 2020, but do you think the Falcons just set a divorce in motion? Well, even if this hadn't happened, the predictable outcome here is that Julio Jones is not going to spend his entire career with the Falcons. At some point, there's going to be a breakup. Number one, respect in the NFL is all about dollars and cents. We hear that all the time. How much am I getting paid? Am I getting paid more than the other players at my position? Can I get a dollar more? Can I get a dollar more? The Falcons have been a regular playoff team for several years now. They've been to a Super Bowl. Julio Jones has been passed on the money list by several less-than-becoming receivers, and because of that, he's been triggered. He feels like Julio Jones. He's a top-three receiver in the NFL, if not the number-one receiver. And right now, guys like Devontae Adams in Green Bay, Sammy Watkins in Kansas City are making more money than Julio Jones. Heck, Allen Robinson, who's now a Chicago Bear, essentially making the same amount of money, Allen Robinson, as Julio Jones. So that's why this is all the to-do. Now, number two, this thing has been simmering for the last couple of months, and eventually it's going to boil over. It hasn't boiled over yet. And as good as Julio Jones has been, and he's been very productive during the regular season, his one flaw has been he can't get into the end zone very often. He's only got nine touchdowns in his last 30 games for the Falcons. Last couple of years, nine total touchdowns, two years combined. He's 30 years old after this season – so there's a clear path to Julio Jones leaving Atlanta in a year or two and trying to find greener pastures. Next! Now, DeMarcus Cousins said that signing with the Warriors was a, quote, last resort. Apparently, Cousins and his team reached out to a number of teams, including the Pelicans, but didn't get any offers. 
He clarified that he probably could have got a decent contract from a bad team, but that wouldn't help him. Ben, would you have done the same as Cousins? Yeah, this is a smart move. This is a, a good move by the Marcus Cousins here. It is. For him personally, whether it's good for anybody else, it's good for him, I would have done the same thing. First of all, if I was coming off a pop Achilles, a horrific, usually career-altering, if not career-ending injury for a basketball player, I would want to take the slow road. I would want to ease back into the fold. So I, I think of this as a gap year for DeMarcus Cousins. He can take his time coming back, let those other guys do the heavy lifting. And, you know, and secondly, Cousins will increase his market value by riding the coattails of guys like Durant and Steph Curry. And he's along for the ride when they start steamrolling teams in the Western Conference, and they will. And then after his Bay Area honeymoon is over, then if you, assuming he doesn't have a recurring problem with the Achilles, somebody will pay him a ton of money. He'll go back to basketball purgatory with a crappy team in a, a, you know, a franchise nobody pays attention to, but he'll get his money. So, yeah, it's one year, and then if he's healthy, he gets paid. You get a championship ring in the deal. That's a good thing. All right, there it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you pass this edition. That is a winner! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Knock, knock. Who's there? Lame Week. Lame Week who? It's Big Ben's Lame Joke of the Week. These are actual jokes from actual listeners. There's a bunch of them we got. Thanks to everybody that sent jokes in care of the Ben Mather Show email address, which is Show at gmail. That's Show at gmail. Make sure jokes are in the headlines. Thanks to everybody that sent these in. And then I'll read the joke. I'll bounce it off Eddie. He'll bounce it back to me. I'll give you the punchline. Roberto then will play this if it's funny. Ha ha. He'll play this if it's, yeah. this if it's not funny. You'll hear this. Boo. And then if it could go either way, you'll hear this. All right. And uh, honoring the Clippers. And we have right over there Koopaloop with his offensive jokes of the week. Here we go. Uh, The health department issued swim advisories for several South Florida beaches this week due to high levels of bacteria, Eddie. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, Apparently, Ryan Tannehill was getting one last swim in before training camp. Did you hear that Whoopi Pie Blair passed out on the lobster boat? No, I did not hear that. Yeah, when he awoke, the doctor said, I have good news and bad news. The bad news is you guys didn't bring home any tail. The good news is you are loaded with crabs. <laughs> so just Josh sent that one in. Did you know that Koopa Loop once took a side job as a janitor? No, I was unaware of that. It uh, killed his dating life when girls found out he was... High maintenance. <laughs> so from Jesse. Sent that one in. Coop, you wanna give us a joke, Coop? No? Uh the one that the one that you sent me, can I say that? I don't know. <laughs> I just sent it I thought it was funny. I didn't know you were gonna use it. I, I mean I, I thought it was funny too, but uh, Yeah, I will think about well, it. Well yeah, so I'll, I'll yeah, I'll okay. think about All it. All right. Uh, why did the walrus go to the Tupperware party? Uh, I don't know, Ben. Why did the walrus go to the Tupperware party? He was looking for a tight seal. (laughs) uh, From Average Joe in Minnesota. Let's see here. Uh, How did Donald Trump win the presidential race? Uh, I don't know, Ben. How did Donald Trump win the presidential race? According to Mike, he was Russian. 
And he won a game. <laughs> all right. Uh, KFC in Japan is offering all-you-can-eat fried chicken every Friday for the rest of the summer. Eddie. Wow, that sounds like a good deal. Yeah, in a related note, the Yurimura Giants have acquired Bartolo yeah. Colon. Oh. oh, oh, Roberto. That was hilarious. Roberto. You got to learn, my man. All right, McDonald's is removing salads from 3,000 stores after illness caused oh. by a parasite, Eddie. That's not good. Uh, Andy Reid said this is vindication for his life choices. <laughs> everything all right over there, Roberto? Everything? Uh, uh, you sure? Yeah. Everything good? Yeah. All right. Uh, how does Coop keep his lawn looking so green during the summer? Uh, I don't know, Ben. How does Coop keep his lawn looking so green over the summer? Bong water. <laughs> uh, from just Josh. Who sent that one in? Uh, what's the difference between Ben Maller and Koopa Loop's hopes for the trade deadline? Uh, I don't know, Ben. What's the difference between that? Uh, ben, being me, really hoping to get Machado, while Coop would be happy just getting a Muchaco. What? <laughs> Taco? Bu- you ever been to Taco Bueno? No. Oh, okay. Then you don't get the joke. You have no idea. I never even on. heard of Taco Bueno. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. Go. All right, whatever. Uh, it's it's Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo is dating an older porn star. Yeah. How about that, Eddie? Big I news am here. Well aware of that. Yes. Turns out he wanted a dater because he's comfortable backing up forty year olds. <laughs> <laughs> right, that was from Steve. Who sent that one? That probably should have been the closer. Probably, we, yeah. Yeah, we're screwed now. We're done. Uh, nothing, Coop. You're not going to do it. Yeah, uh, no, I'll, I'll do it. Uh, all right, um, Ben. You know that you know it's really important to make sure that uh, your Viagra says "Made in the USA." Yeah, it's because you don't want the Russians meddling with your erections. <laughs> Did you hear that? Whoopie Pie Blair <laughs> is an expert in lobster fishing. I heard something about that, yeah. Yeah, he says all the best spots are where you you find a Cheddar Bay Biscuits. He loves those spots where they have Cheddar Bay Biscuits. No? <laughs> oh, no. Why did a- no. Why did Angry Bill well, no, no. Why did Angry Bill get bad grades in high school? His, uh, I don't know why, His ben. girlfriend ate his homework, according to Pickle <laughs> Rick. <laughs> Last one, uh, what are Danny Ooh. G's? What are Danny G's favorite kind of beans? Tell me, Ben. Kidney beans yeah. right there. That's from Just Josh. <laughs> Amazing how that works. Yes? Uh, At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.